Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to can like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. We're excited to be with you today and talk about steam canning. I am going to sort of moderate this podcast episode because I actually do not use a steam canner, but Jenny loves hers, is obsessed with hers. And so I will be kind of asking some questions and we're going to be talking about how to use a steam canner and if it's right for you. Jenny, are you ready? Ah, cannot wait. Okay, so let's talk steam canning. What is an atmospheric steam canner, Jenny? Okay, so these are frequently mistaken as pressure canners, and they really do not do the same task, and they are actually quite different. An atmospheric steam canner bathes your jars not in boiling water, like a water bath canner, but with steam The metaphor that I love to use, it's only a metaphor, okay, but it is helpful to understand. Um, If water bath canning is a hot tub for your jars, think of steam canning as a sauna, okay? It achieves the same result and you put the same recipes in them. They do the same job, just in a slightly different way. An atmospheric steam canner is a lightweight I think there's aluminum ones and there might be stainless steel ones, but they're all much lighter than a pressure canner. A pressure canner is really heavy and maybe not really heavy, but it's certainly heavier and feels really strong. A steam canner is really light. It has a shallow pan of about two and a half or three inches, and that is where the water goes. So on top is this dome, kind of like a cake dome, but it's metal. And on top of that is a dial that is actually remarkably easy to read. There's just green and red zones. And when your dial says green, that's when you start the the processing time. So it works by boiling water, but your jars are bathed in steam, not in boiling water. So again, they're not a pressure canner. They do not create more heat than a water bath. And you use the same recipes, which are water bath canning recipes with a steam canner. Does that answer your question, Anna? Yes. And okay, so what is maybe some of the cost point of a steam canner versus, uh, say, like a stock pot or a water bath canner? So I would put the cost of a water bath processing setup, like a pot you already have and a $10 trivet, you know, at very low or very affordable or something you readily would have on hand. A steam canner, you probably don't have on hand if you don't already can, and the price is usually about 45 bucks. It might be, maybe it's a little bit more now, but when I started using them, it was even 40 So it is a significant price point difference, and it's a thing you'd have to go out and buy rather than 
a canner you can pick up at a thrift store or borrow from a friend or just use a stock pot. It's certainly a thing you'd have to go buy. Sure. But $40 isn't that big of an investment if you're doing a lot of preserving. Mm-hmm. So that leads us, I think, into the question of why would a person steam can? So if you could imagine, even if you've never canned anything, you can imagine a pot of water that is full of water. It takes some time to come to a boil, and sometimes it takes 25 or 30 minutes to come to a boil, right? If you're only boiling two inches of water in a similarly sized base, it comes to a boil much faster. When I timed it for my blog, which I did time it, water bath took about 25 or 30 minutes to come to a boil, and coming to a boil in the steam canner took five minutes. So the time savings really is realized on your second and third and fourth batches. Um. So again, if you've never canned anything before, you can imagine, okay, five minutes is faster than 20. But let's say you finished your first batch and side by side, you have a steam canner and you have a water bath processing pot. When you pull out your first batch of jars, the steam canner is ready for your next batch. It's immediately ready. You'd fill up a little bit of the water that has been lost through steam, the, you know, fill it back up to the two inch mark and put your jars on. They'd warm up. You'd ladle in your hot stuff and you could start processing again, you know, within realistically 10 minutes, maybe, maybe 15. Okay. But with the water bath pot, that boiling water is too hot probably immediately for you to put your jars into immediately. And it has probably lost a lot through steam. So you'll have to fill it up with water, put your jars in, bring that up to a temperature where the jars are good and warm or close to boiling, fill the jars, put them back in, and then wait for that to come to a boil. And that just that minute difference is about 20 minutes. I mean, there's some variability there, but repeat that three or four times over a day of canning and the time savings becomes pretty remarkable. Yeah, that's significant, especially if you're doing, like you said, multiple batches. I can see that being really, really useful. If you are a canner who only ever cans one batch at a time, just, you know, your five or six pints or whatever the case may be and you never do multiple batches, then a steam canner probably isn't worth the investment. But for the right person in the right place, a steam canner can save a lot of time over the course of a day and over the course of your canning season. Perfect. Okay, so are there steam canners that are recommended and are there steam canners that are not recommended? So the only brand I have ever used was a brand uh, that was named Victorio, and now they have changed their brand name to VKP Brands or Roots and Branches, and that's all the same same steam canner. It looks the same and is recommended. Um, steam canning was reapproved in 2015 by both the Wisconsin and Utah State Cooperative Extension offices. And at the Master Preserver course, we talked about this. I remember I specifically asked about it. Why was it approved and then disapproved? And it wasn't necessarily problems with the specific canners. It was with how people were using them. So once the recommendations were aligned and the recommendation is you just use it 
the same processing times as a water bath canner, then that eliminated problems with people using them in a different way. Just use it in the same processing times as water bath and you're good to go. So I've not ever used a a steam canner that's a different kind than the one I have. Okay, perfect. When is a steam canner not recommended? Great question. So there's quite a few canners out there who will be disappointed to hear they cannot realistically use a steam canner and it has to do with elevation. So in that shallow pan of water that that comes to a boil and creates a steam bath, a sauna for your jars, there's only I think it's about two and a half inches of water. That's that that steams away in 45 minutes. Your pan will run dry in 45 minutes. So if you live what I would say above 4,000, maybe 4,500 feet above sea level, the additional time that you have to add to adjust for elevation means that your total processing time is more than 45 minutes. It's not recommended for you to open the lid, pour in more water. You can't do that. Okay. That's, that's, not an option. So if you live in Leadville, Colorado, or uh, or any of the wonderful places that are over about 4,000 or 4,500 feet elevation, it's not a practical choice unless you can a lot of things with a very short processing time. So that does leave a lot of canners that live below that <laughs> who have plenty of time to process plus the time Uh, that you add for adjusting for elevation. So I live at 3000 feet and I use my steam canner for water bath canning recipes almost exclusively. I can't remember the last time I pulled out my regular water bath canning pot other than to demonstrate how to use it. I use it exclusively because I almost always have two batches or two trips through the canning process, right? And it just ends up saving so much time. And now a quick word about our courses. Want to learn more about canning? Check out our video courses. Anna's beginner and advanced canning courses are available at smarthomecanning.com. And Jenny teaches super fast steam canning at startcanning.com. Use the code POD25, that's P-O-D 25, to get 25% off those courses today. Yeah. So I think that's maybe one of the reasons that I've never purchased a steam canner is because I'm at 4,300 feet in elevation. And so some of my processing times are 45 minutes or I mean, with Mm -hmm. tomatoes, it's a very long processing time. Mm -hmm. And so I've just never thought about investing in it, but I do a ton of jam. I do a lot of pepper jelly. Like there's no Mm -hmm. reason why I shouldn't have a steam canner so that I can, you know, crank through some of those batches that I do. It does save a lot of time on the subsequent batches. I mean, you wouldn't probably make the investment if you only did one batch. It's those third, fourth batches, man, you're just ready to go immediately. And I think that they just save so much time. Another thing I love about them is, I mean, in our youth, right, in our healthy youth, lifting the water bath canning pot is no big deal. But I think for those people with mobility issues and or age, lifting that heavy pot of pretty darn hot water can be a somewhat dangerous thing. And lifting just that water bath canner to take it to the stove to and from the faucet, I think is safer. There's just less weight there. 
And the pot itself, again, is very lightweight. That's a really good point. Yeah. So there's a wonderful friend of my grandmother's who I think of as the most prolific canner I know in real life. And once I showed her how to use one, she bought two and she does two batches at a time on the same stove, right? So she's got two going at once. And for her being, I better not misquote her age in case she listens, because she's not a kind of person who would appreciate me misaging her. <laughs> but for a senior woman, she was starting to notice it's hard to lift the water bath. So just just re- removing that as a strain or as an obstacle for a person who's not not excited about lifting a heavy pot. I like it too, because I'm always afraid or thinking like, what if I have a kid underfoot or what if the dog is underfoot? Like, I don't want to drop this very heavy, very hot water in the kitchen. I mean, that's just like my anxiety talking, right? We've all have things that we have nightmares about, but um, just that less water and being a lighter weight thing, there's no locking lid. So it's not also not like a tricky device. It's very easy. It's very simple, I guess. It also feels very low tech. It feels very analog. It's just a very simple contraption. I love that. I love that. Okay. So in my water bath canner, I can double stack my jams if there's a rack in between. Can you double Mm. stack in a steam canner if there's room? Oh, I think you can if you have a rack. I think you can. And I should measure. You couldn't do quartz. It's not tall enough for that but you could do half pints. I'm positive. Right. And you could maybe do, I don't know if you could do pints. I would have to measure it. I'm sorry. I didn't bring it to the podcasting station with me, which is just in my living room. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but I did want to mention, I did want to mention though, that the dial, I wanted to say a little bit about the dial. So it is different than a pressure canning dial and it's different than a, just a temperature gauge on the top of I think all the dials are very similar, but on the top of them, it gives you three different zones based on your elevation. And all you have to know is what elevation you're currently canning in, how high up in the world you are. And then you just have to know that when the dial gets to green for your elevation, that's when you start your processing time. So Hmm. for my my canning day, my process is I get my my preserves or my applesauce or whatever cooking. I put my steam canner on the stove filled with water and I put my jars on the rack with the lid on and I just turn it on low, like two. So it's hot, but not so hot that I couldn't touch the jars with my bare hand. You, it's warm, but not scalding hot. And that lid really heats it up faster. It keeps all the heat in. Then I ladle my preserves into my jars one at a time, the same way you would with a water bath process. Put my lids on like normal, put the lid back on, and then I turn the heat up to about medium high. There's no reason, no benefit to turning it to high, the highest temperature you can get. Just medium high is fine. And you can watch pretty quickly. Your dial will just start to slide over towards the green. And once it's in the green, that's when you start the timer indicated in your water bath canning recipe. So if your water bath canning recipe says 10 minutes, and then you know, oh, I have to add 15 minutes because I'm above sea level, 3,000 feet, you just add your processing time, set your timer, and then away it goes. 
as time goes through that processing time, the atmospheric canner is filled with steam and there's a vent port, a little hole, a very low tech hole at the back of the lid and it is exiting steam in your kitchen, but not like a big boiling water bath would. And then at the end of your time, you can turn your stove off, same as you would a water bath. And then in five minutes, you can use pot holders or hot pads, depending on what part of the country you're in, what you call those. And you can just gently lift the lid away from your face and a ton of steam will pour out and your jars will start popping right before your eyes. That's it. So you don't have to calibrate that top gauge at all. Absolutely not. No. That's what I mean. It's very Hmm. low tech almost. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love the idea of it. Maybe you've converted me. This is really exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I can't sing their praise enough because it is very beginner friendly. I have a very small kitchen and it's worth owning this contraption because of the time it saves. You know, every square inch of my cupboard space is valuable real estate and it is worth owning because it saves so much time. And it's not something that you have to like be very careful with in terms of the dial just moves over. And when you get to green, you start your time. It's very simple. There's no gasket. There's no locking lid. There's it's very lightweight. It's easy to wash in the sink if you need to wash it. It's it's very simple. It's a very simple but genius contraption. Okay. I can see now why you love it. It sounds really (laughs) great. I'm serious. I'm just like, why have I not tried this earlier? I guess because of my elevation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people will listen to this and and be excited about it. But if you live where you're processing times for water bath canning recipes, if they're 40 minutes or 45 minutes, there's no sense in trying it because you will run out of water and then your processing time will be incomplete and thus you'll there's no way that that will work for you. So it's not appropriate for longer process times. Or if you always process big quarts of things that require that longer process, you also can't process a half gallon. It's not tall enough for a half gallon jar. So if you were canning a lot of apple juice or okay. grape juice in a half gallon jar, it's uh, the jar is too tall, the pot is too short. But you can do quarts pints, half pints, all of that. Correct. Correct. How many quarts can you fit in your steam canner? I have the manual right in front of me. Canning capacity, eight pints or seven quarts. Seven quarts. Okay. Awesome. Because my water bath canner holds seven quarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've also done the pint and a half jars, the wide mouth pint and a halves. I've canned in those. Those are, are fine too. Height wise anyway. Okay. Perfect. I think that we've covered the wonderful world of steam canning. And as long as you follow water bath canning recipes, those are appropriate for a steam canner. Don't confuse it with a pressure canner. They're not the same device. They don't do the same job. It doesn't get hotter than what would be appropriate for a water bath canning recipe. And then just when you lift the lid off, just lift it away from your face because steam is dangerous, right? You don't want to steam burn. When you start canning with it, the lid sort of does a cute little shimmy like in Beauty and the Beast, like the little teapot shimmies around when she's boiling. It kind of does a little shimmy. And I think some newbies think, "Uh uh-oh, why is it doing that? (laughs) 
Um, but the shimmy is okay, and the steam coming out of the little port is okay. It's like a little hole. There's no, there's not no contraption there. It's just literally a small hole the size of a pencil. Yeah, they're they're amazing. I love it. I wrote an ebook that I have on my website about steam canning because I think the what is this called? The instruction manual that comes with it is great, but I just cover a lot more like all the things I just said in my little ebook. But you could just listen to this podcast, and if you know that you have a water bath canning recipe that you want to try with it, and you know that you live, if you live at a place that's like 4,000 or 4,500 feet elevation and lower, give it a try. They're awesome. I love them. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much, Jenny, for your insight. Like, I love that we are both master food preservers, but we have very different ways and methods of preserving that we love. And Mm -hmm. I think you may have converted me to try steam canning and give it a try. So thanks for joining us today on this episode. We hope you enjoyed learning about steam canning. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. That's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode, so please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to perfectlypreservedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode released every week.